temperature imbalance in the group. Okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's killing me. Don't tell me. Let me guess. If I ever make love, I'll explode. And that's why I pulled this <laughs> He's so full of shit, and she buys. She buys it. She buys it. Now she gets it. And Andy's now, great. He's just calling on her out. You ain't. You're not moving to fucking China. Let me work my magic here. Yeah, Mister Fluffy. This poor cat. Got her cookies. Yeah. What do you mean the poor cat? Because it got shaving cream. Oh look, the cat was the cat's going into the cookies. He snips it, right? Look, he snips it. Yeah, he yeah, did eat it. The bit. He took a bite. He's well, I mean, they must I have found a good casting agent in Kansas for that cat. Now, this is a bad part of the film, only in that one scene should flow from another. They were in a moment sitting on a couch, and now it's like later at night. Like, what happened? Like, said, "Well, I'm going home then," or I. Th right. So anyway, she goes in to find her daughter gone, and uh, with a note that says, "Boom." Now here's. Andy's piece of shit house. What are you talking about? Look at that. He, he sleeps on a hammock. He's oh, a hammock sounds so cool. Don't you want to live in a house with an indoor hammock? Aren't you jealous? Yes, if I lived in Malibu, I would want to live on an indoor hammock. But if I live in Kansas, yeah, you need a water bed, man. Dirt bed. Right. That's more appropriate. That's more for Malibu. Ma oh, oh no. Malibu? No. A, look, the Halloween candy's knocking on the door. Trick or treat. Trick she's or not treat. saying trick or treat. You can guess what she's saying. Look, see, look at this, how great this house is. The shit outside she can <laughs> climb. <laughs> right, house? Like, let's say the front door's locked. Just so she, knows, she knows that they can overhear her, okay? So yeah. she's going to start to bear her soul a little bit. Oh, because they're trying to fuck, though. Okay, so go ahead, turn it on now. I don't want to take away my horny. So now we eat, drink, and breathe. We got it's being revealed that like she just wants a daughter and a relationship and a you know she doesn't want to like go you know it's it's very uh, it's kind of hitting the hit nail on the head you know it's kind of on the nose. But I mean, we've known that all along. That's always been the implication, you know. She yeah, doesn't want her right. daughter no, to be. A... Yeah, oh. Oops, now what they what they did is they tied Fluffy's tail to a string that's moving the hammock, so it sounds like they're ee -ee 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 doing it, but really it's Fluffy, and they've run off to do it over at uh, April's house. Oh, the nicer house? Did she make that recommendation? Yeah, I think so I'd just be better in the mood. <laughs> he has so many ping pong trophies that they had to put him in his bathroom. 
Oh no, Fluffy's gonna get right. flung with those fake paws. Right, Fluffy? Stuffed animal? I mean, Fluffy? Oh, that must be Kansas police. You can yeah, tell. Yeah, it is. They're gonna have sushi, and our our Danny Darko dad will put ketchup on the sushi. What? Look at she's disgusted. Yeah, it just makes everything better. Now, we hear over the radio that the jailhouse has burnt down. Gosh, Wallace Shawn, right? Oh, there and, he is. <clears throat> right, and we hear that there's a break-in at Ted's Flower and Tuxedo Shop. And next thing you know, Wallace is, Shawn is going to be showing up at April's house with flowers and a tuxedo. Right, oh, look at that. Oh, that's a great joke. Is Wait, I don't think he's in a tuxedo. Sorry, my mistake. Just the flowers. Right. I can't tell if it's the video or it's raining. It's raining. It's totally raining. No, now, it's totally raining in one spot on the screen. Because it's a for movie. They spent a billion dollars on screen. You could have got like a point two million just to put more rain in the scene. So um, you see that little flower that dropped, right? Is that, that called? That will inexplicably be the thing he slips on for a couple times. A couple times. Oh, great. Like, sometimes actors, you know, they kind of have, like, a hidden presence. But Wally Shawn plays this pretty real oh, kind of. This... Look at that. That's real? Well. No, no, you're right. You're right. Now, that's April. April with her boyfriend. Oh, he's seeing it also. He's going to burn it. They're unaware that this guy's going to burn the house down. Well, he wasn't gonna, but now he is. He has like, no choice. I wouldn't say he's enraged, but I don't know. Oh, whoa. Oh, oh. Those are panties. They're panties. And he's hanging low and lazy, isn't he? He's saying it's not too late to back out in case I explode. Now, look. Wallace Shawn is getting it together with his explosives. Oh, they're going to orgasm, all right. <laughs> I believe he had to use the police tape for a sling. So he's banging on the door. Hello? Turn it up. Go ahead. Your mother to drop dead. Oh, I better go. Okay. Right. That was sweet. That was sweet. Thank you again. Thank you, stranger. It doesn't make any sense. Whoa! Another fucking. <laughs> Gotta get him out. Now listen to her. Listen to her. She's braggy. How can you turn the sound up so fast so you can hear us riff? <laughs> it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter now. Well, no, it was. Now we're going to find They're going to put two together. That's my daughter. And he goes, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He's at the bomb. What was the line I stepped on? No, no. Oh, the line you stepped on? She, she just braggy, like, where'd you get those? And he goes, a friend gave them to me. She's like, <laughs> as if boys like me, you know. Yeah. You know, it's my milkshake. Oh, they're gonna do it, Carl. Yeah, and I hope there's no explosion. Her name is April Flowers. 
Yeah, April flowers bring May showers. You see, it's kind of backward. Well, it's it's similar to. It is, of course, similar to. It's just backwards. April flowers, flowers bring, bring May, May showers. showers. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. March goes in like a lion. Watch, like watch. This is budget. This is budget right here. Perfect and cut. Perfect. Great. That's a wrap. Uh, we're done shooting. Nice girls don't explode. Now she thinks her daughter's dead. Finally, from all that explosion all these years? What is she wearing? I don't know. I think she robbed Tintin or something. Look. She's okay. Oh, I don't know what she's wearing. But she's pretending she's dead. Congratulations. You won. So now they're uh, doing the lying. Yeah. Oh, she is the one who's being gaslit. Your baby will never leave you again. Oh. I'm acting! I'm acting! But that's the thing. Is she faking or is she for real? She's faking it, of course. She's totally lying. Oh. And when she comes to, she'll be like, you can't fool mom. You can't fool mom. Because you were trying to, they were trying to, you can't lie to a liar is what she's trying to say. Die? Oh, so it's a happy ending after all. No. Yes, Mom. You've got to remember. Yes, yes. That you can't fool Mom. <laughs> what? That's it? She did it again. Amazing. <laughs> now, this yeah. is really good. The <laughs> rationale. Now keep up the sound because it's really good. I thought I'd lost you. I thought I'd lost you. Here's the best. The best. How, can you, how can you? And how can you? And what's it to her answer? I'm your mother, right? I'm your mother. Yes, nailed it. I nailed it. Okay, you can lose the sound now. Okay, phew. Well, I'm your mother. Yeah, pretty funny. Come on in there. She loves that guy. She does. She does. Uh... Oh, there it is, Kansas. <laughs> oh, now there it is, China. How did they do that? An exchange of cookies. Culture. It's kind of insulting that they'd have fortune cookies. Because they were made by a Japanese American in, in uh, San Francisco. 
Okay, so he's living his dream now, and mom and April are both there. I can't believe they went to China to shoot this. And look at the cats there. You see that fake paw? Yeah, I uh, see it. the cookie. Oh, it's, someone's going to have to slip Yeah, on. it's yeah. dangerously close. It's well written. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Did toss the cookie. Wing! Hit the net? Yes, and... Oh. Think about the budget weird. for this. Yeah, a lot of explosive oh. and ping pong technique. He did it. April! You're the bomb. You Please. are the bomb. Please don't bring that up. <laughs> okay, turn this up now. Now that you're married, I guess you'll be wanting to go along to this baby coming for you. And we decided not to have any kids. No grandkids. Being a mom is just too hard. No grandkids. No grandchildren. Do you think that's what he wants? Now watch her. She's he's even. He's she's gonna get away. Well, oh, mom's so happy. Easter. Hello. Oh my God, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. And Nardini, I like this movie a lot, and it was great just revisiting it. It's the same stupid humor. It was funny. Holmes Osborne. His name is Dick. Oh, right. Okay. The officer Dick. And 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 did you see the the female officer was named Tracy? Okay. And I also see the stunt cats. Thank God there was a stunt double. Well, that, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this movie too. If you haven't even heard of it, now you have. Nice girls don't explode. Is posted on YouTube. We want to thank I think William. I don't know. You mentioned like two hours ago. The, the guy's name, but oh, uh, we'll Will be... Martin. Will Martin is our channel. Will Martin, we salute you for posting Thanks this movie. Yeah, yeah. We've been. I've been telling Carl we got to do this movie, and the moment it's on the, the tube, and it was. Yeah, yeah, lucky. Well, we're lucky because we'll be back next week uh, with a new movie for you and yeah. a very special guest. I'm really excited. Next week we'll be hitting the '80s classic, Tough Turf. Tough turf. James Spader. Now, can you spell tough for me? Oh, T-U-F-F. Are we going to do this a trailer? Okay. We seem yeah. to always, right? Well, I, the problem is that... Always... Tough turf. T-U... I have to use my PlayStation 4 controller. Tough. F-F. Oh, there we go. Space. Now, our good friend, Anthony Quinn, friend of the podcast, friend of uh, Comedians Everywhere, uh, he was here for our Miracle on 34th Street. Right. All right, so wait a minute. Let's make sure there's a, a – oh, yeah, there is a full movie. Wow, 195. Crazy. I see an original trailer from HD Retro Trailers. Uh, HD Retro Trailers. Okay, I'm pressing play. I'm right. hitting pause. I'm hitting sliding pause. back to here. There seems to be no commercial. All right, this is from 1985. It's a very uh, memorable film. And three, two, one.
go. All right, this is all audiences to watch this. Good, we're all audiences. Yeah. Oh, is it New World? Sweet. Sweet, a New World picture. All right, rocking. We spell top differently. Oh. He's got an you don't fight right about him. Well, I was just sort of hoping I could say quick right your history. What? You're so cool. Talking. They've got a problem. Oh, he's getting uh. it. Oh. Sure, Patty, now about yours. Now, right. You are not now, nor were you ever members of this club. Uh-huh. Robert Downey Jr. is going to show up at some point. He's in this film. Nice. California. Is that Robert Downey Jr.? Yes. An outsider on the edge. An edge on the outside. No, that oh, huh? that is tough. I know it was a good bike. This is his Jimmy. surf. I'm not sure he wants to surf. This I think Charlie and Dollar ninety five. The Jack in the Box. Really? Wow. Fuck. My God, the hair! (laughs) I'm already done with this trailer. I we still got a minute. We still got a minute and a half of it. Really? Yeah, it's like two two minutes. I would say two hours, but two minutes is long for a trailer. Two and a half, two minutes and thirty seconds. But we'll get to see the ending right now. Tough turf. Tough turf. Turf <laughs> tough. Hey, take your sunglasses off, even though everyone else in this high school wears sunglasses. Whoa. Oh, music by Southside Johnny, yeah. Whoa. Jim Carroll, all the friends died. The soundtrack sounds more interesting. All right, yeah. Fritz Curse directs Tough Turf. We'll be watching that with none other than New Jersey and Comedy Zone. Anthony Quinn will be joining us again as he did for Miracle on 34th Street. We look forward to having him there. Carl, thank you so much, man. What a blast. It was great to revisit this movie, and I yeah. really appreciate everything you did. so hard to get something out of that movie, and you, you found it, and you did it. <laughs> and I appreciate it. So we'll be back next week uh, here on Muni Radio. Don't forget to donate at Muni Radio as the airplane goes by. Uh, at Muni Radio is the Venmo. Throw a couple dollars in, and... If you're listening right now, keep listening. Otherwise, tune in. Muni Radio this Sunday at 2 p.m. And we're also on YouTube and our podcast. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, audience. See you next week. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length Movie on YouTube with Mike Beagleman. It's been over one long year watching movies.
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Really You're happy here. to do this one because it's a switcheroo. Oh, my God. We are doing a switcheroo. We are so excited. We are so excited to be streaming first right now on Mutiny Radio as we do every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You go to mutinyradio.fm. You hit play now. Boom. We are there. We are part of a full afternoon. You just heard Round Round Sound with Scotto at noon and then Ugly Sundays at four. So we're right in the middle. We love being here. We love that Mutiny exists. All we say is contribute to Mutiny Radio. Go to Venmo and throw a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. Except no substitutions. We are also a podcast. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is the name you need to search on your podcast app, and then boom, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl, as you can listen to it. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, as our title says. Yeah, so what we... is our title again? It's L-W-A. Yeah. That's for A. Yeah, so it, it's abbreviated, Carl. Oh. Let's watch, for example, is the abbreviation okay. of Let Us Watch, the three okay. words. And then the letter A is actually an abbreviation for A. Uh-huh. Like yeah, because the next abbreviation, full hyphen length. Length. Yeah, it starts with a consonant. So the A abbreviation is actually pronounced uh when you mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. We are also broadcasting right now on Mutiny. We're not broadcasting. We're on YouTube as well. So you can see us video, and you can watch the movie with us. So the idea is you go, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, here's how it works. You have a phone. 
Oh my god. All right, Carl, what is the movie this week? What are we watching? I don't know. Ghost in the Machine. I don't know. This is a switcheroo. I'm going in cold. Ghost in the Noonday Sun. Peter Sellers, right? Yes. That is so correct. We are watching. We're doing a switcheroo. Carl usually watches these movies <laughs> numerous times, takes copious copious notes, and then also produce, writes a theme song, edits the show. Years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So I am going. I watched a movie. It's called The Ghost in the Midday Sun. In the Midday Sun, and that is from 1973. Go ahead and type in "Ghost in the Midday Sun" in your YouTube search engine. We are looking for the YouTube channel VHS Archives. Wow, like VHS tapes. Right, that's short for video, horror, um, and home. suspense, right? Like, like, Isn't it video home film or something like that, right? V- video home cassette. VHS, system. video home system. Well, I know the V stands for ah! video, and the S is my system. Brother. Mm-hmm. We'll and then at home. At home. Okay, video at home, S archives. Okay, so now you said put in the YouTube search engine, ghost in the new midday, noonday sun. Noonday is all one word. Yep. G H O S T. Of course, I Listen, know you knew There's that. one ghost. 1973. 1973. You're going to find it. You're going to see that crazy Peter Sellers face. Click the link. VHS archives hosts it. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're all going to watch this movie. Let us watch together. Let us watch it together. So when we say go, you're going to hit press play. But I have a special treat for you. We have a special comedian, a celebrity comedian, that's going to do our countdown while you go find this on YouTube and get yourself ready. Ooh, i got to get my collar, pop my collar for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still wearing my mini radio shirt. It's underneath here, as always. Hey, hey, your collar's popped. You now you so you do have ring around the collar. I Girls guess. on film. Girls right, on film. We just derailed this show. Hi, welcome back to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Go find Ghost in the Midday Sun. Hit link, hit pause. We are now going to go to our celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Jim Stensel. Welcome, Jim. I'm happy to be here. I'm not in traffic at all. (laughs) Whoa! What happened? Call back. We're going to have... Wow, how did I blow that? We're going to have to start it over. All right. Well, listen, Jim Stencil, you are a, uh, you are out there and you are on the move. You, I'm I mean... on a bridge. <laughs> so, look, I never asked you really, are you an official comedian? I mean, the way we bump into each other is through podcasts, through In Hot Water Show. Are you a stand-up comedian? Great question. Great question. That's a kind of a questions i expect to hear on this show no i am not i am i don't even know what i would consider myself a personality uh-huh. oh look at this there's a guy just pulling over there's a guy pulling over yeah. to pick me up on the side of a road hey, unbelievable oh you ever get anybody else who's gotten picked up off the side of a road this is the best celebrity comedian countdown ever unbelievable i just got a ride 
side, on the side of the road. Some people. Now, no, I am not a stand-up. Uh, Mr. Driver, would you say I'm a stand-up? He wouldn't say that. Now, I love Carl. Carl's a joke. one of the greatest jokes, Jake Carl, that I've ever run into. <laughs> so how did you get involved with the In Hot Water podcast with Gino Bisconti and everything? I mean, usually it's comedian-based. No, no, great question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I tell them all the time, I was just a fan. I'm just a fan. Can you put on a light in here somewhere? There we go. I'm, I'm a fan at heart, but uh, one thing led into the next, and uh, I guess now I'm a personality, I would call it. I always call myself a personality. Well, so I how did you get a... to be an in-studio guest? I mean, you were a fan, and what? Did he hear about your podcast, get to know you that way? Well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I just went and started uh, hanging out, and I never tried to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I'm just funnier than most people that go in there or something. So I think so. Yeah, you think so. So I guess yeah. you're all so not funny that just a, a generic fan mm-hmm. was allowed to uh, <laughs> come in. And that's what happened. There's not enough funny comedians in your Because you know the problem with comedians in York, because they won't let people like Carl into LOLs because they're all filthy Italians. Yeah, and they're okay. all named. Uh, what's that guy's name? Just to let the audience know, I I tried to do a set at LOL Comedy Club. <laughs> in New York. You know, Visconti invited me down. He wasn't able to put me on, and uh, so yeah, I. But somebody, uh, what was that guy's name that didn't let you in? Let's get his name out there. Lyamelli. It was some. I dumb. forget. I forget. Listen, because... the the point is, you comics are so full of shit. Like like mm-hmm. Carl is fucking funnier than half the comics. I've ever seen anywhere. I go see shows all the time, and fucking Carl is funnier than all of them. <laughs> and then, then I hear about, then I hear about he can't get on an LOL. Are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, they don't get down. No, 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 Carl, they just see the like face. Carl, shut up! You're like Ray DeVito. You fucking apologize too much. You're funnier than these people. <laughs> these people aren't funny. Carl is fucking funny. Yeah, that's right. That's why I'm going to yes, get involved in arson stop, stop apologizing. and burn LOL down to the ground. <laughs> we'll burn it to the ground. It's totally unbelievable. Now, even though you're not a stand-up, recently you have been sharing the stage with the stand-up as you are now involved in prop comedy. Tell me about uh, Listen, as we all know, prop comedy is the highest form of comedy. Yeah. No one would ever deny that. Mm-hmm. Right? You were at the prop comedy. You were at the prop comedy experience. You were at the prop comedy experience. Anyway, it's one of the greatest uh, gifts to laughter is prop comedy. And and regular comedy is only dialing that back with words and all that. Yeah, so yeah. It's I'm like very words happy. without the props. It's weird. Yeah. It's like words. It's like words if it took skill. Listen. And I'm very happy to be a part of Steve Conti's prop comedy experience. Yeah. But I don't know where this is going to go. Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe we'll bring it back. Maybe. Uh... But we're not booked anywhere right now. There is no future venue that will be. Well, happening. you're the head writer. You're the head writer. <laughs> that's, for, 
the prop shop CEO, Steve Conti. I know. All right, well, I'll call him and try to get some gig going because this must have legs. This must continue. Oh, it's One got legs. Opinion. Great calves, too. <laughs> okay, so listen, you're also a big part of this Ski Mask Collective. You've got that podcast, and there's the Sports Mask Podcast. Oh, it's so totally talk about this. Yeah, how did you get started with that, and who is behind the mask, and anything you want to say about your Patreon? Uh, you've got it going on with these podcasts. I mean, you're a celebrity. Well, you're taking it a bit too far, but I thank you for that. Yes, Sports Mask Collective. I've never been wrong about one pick all year. I've called Great. everything. Bet with Sansel, we call it. Sports Mask Collective. The Ski Mask Collective, we just talk about everything that goes on in uh, podcasting in general. We call yeah. it out. We say the names. We don't owe anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything. So we're out here just to basically ruin our careers and <laughs> save people's names. So that's why we're on Ski You did a great job on Ski Mask the other week. Yeah, thank say. you very much. My one appearance. One of our I'm favorite guests. Before. Yep. <laughs> All right, I got to go smoke weed with this guy. Oh, okay, okay. So tell us, Jim Stansel, how can people find you out there on the internet, you know, get to this Ski Mask Collective podcast? Give us give us the dish on how you get, you know, how we catch you out there. First of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. Where can I find this podcast is what I want to know. Because I, I think Car Carl the Jokes is, Carl the Jokes really gets my funny bone. I yes. say. Well, so everybody where, where watching this? this podcast already knows how to get us, but how do we get you? All right, I'm gay. Listen, Mask Collective on iTunes and YouTube. Sports Mask Collective, iTunes, YouTube. Well, not only iTunes. Both podcasts, anywhere you ever find audio, they're Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever. You get the mm -hmm. videos on iTunes. So we got Mask Collective. That's our flagship show. Yeah, and then we got Sports Mask Collective. That's my show with my friends. We got Sad Chad. That is Ski Mask hosts that with a a cavalcade of friends because Chad sucks. And uh, that's it. Check us Obviously. out and patreoncom mask Media. Support us, and we put Ski up random media. bullshit. <laughs> and I thank you so much for having me. Carl. Okay, this now, is great. Jim, I'm sorry I was late. No problem. Everyone at home is poised to press play on this movie at the same time we do in the studio. So everyone at home is going to stand by for your countdown and hit play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Jim Stansel, and give us that celebrity countdown. countdown. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening. Welcome to the Flickering Lights. It's a Nick. We have a little uh, twinky twink piano twerp. <laughs> we have like two opening theme songs. So this is the pirate ship. They Small. are going to yes, Carl. Crossbow. Oh, right. Okay. So we are here, and uh, we this is like a silent movie setup with the black and white. We see that Peter Boyle wearing the turban is Ross Muhammad, the pirate captain. And he's the highest in the ship, lowest in the ship. There he is, old Scratch himself. <laughs> Dick Nick. Scratcher. Say it out loud again. Dick Scratcher. 
Oh, old scratch. We've all been there. <laughs> well, you know, it gets so muggy on those pirate ships. Uh, so they are. There's a storm of brewing. So what the captain's going to do? He's been stealing money for the Algiers. You know, like pirates. This is 17th century. Did I okay. mention that? And back then, the pirates of the Caribbean. If does does that exist? These pirates of Caribbean would 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 steal shit and bring it back to their king in Algiers. Okay. But there's a storm coming. So Peter Boyle's like, hey, why don't we pretend we're a silent movie? You play the piano, and we'll go to an island, and we'll bury the treasure. And then when the storm rises, when the storm is over, we can come back and get it and get bring it okay. back. Okay. Now, this is all rinky-dink music. There is a ghastly reason why I think they set it up as a silent movie. Okay. And I just want – we're right into the plot, so I, I'll get into this. This film is called Ghost in the Noonday Sun. It's – Third film really directed by Peter Medic, who's a Hungarian-born director who's done... He's we... very popular, though, because, like, I don't know, like, maybe it's a war or something, and you're always hearing people scream his name. Medic! Medoc. He, uh, he directed this movie. It basically ruined his career, he thinks. Okay. And he actually... There is a film documentary about this movie. This movie wasn't released. This movie was re- the 73. It was released on video in like 86 or so. Yeah, like it was forgotten a bit. Or, yeah, I understand. It didn't really have yeah. a release. And they were like, okay, we got this thing. Let's make a little money. The video box says it's the missing Peter Sellers classic. Okay. So it was missing. Peter Sellers had this idea. He They met up in Hollywood uh, at a diner. And uh, he said, you know, my buddy Spike Milligan from The Goon Show. Mm-hmm wants to adapt a children's book about pirates and they took it and then it was a disaster and peter medic just made it recently a couple years ago made a documentary about this film itself and that film was called the ghost of peter Sellers. so i watched the documentary and i said oh my god i gotta see if this movie exists what year was it made was peter sellers alive no peter Sellers. he said i waited till they're all dead the okay. director's 83. This came out in 2019, 17, maybe. Interesting. So he he spilled the beans. He spilled the beans on this movie and about Peter Sellers, and it, particularly this scene itself. Why don't I kick I, it off? They shot this film, this scene, the second week of shooting. Peter Sellers had a heart attack. Oh. Okay. And he had a history of heart attack. There it is. Say goodbye to Peter Boyle. This is the last you'll see him in the film. <laughs> He's on the cover. Raymond is waiting for him. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Everyone loves Raymond movie. He doesn't, you can't even hear him speak. It's all, you know, placards. So, Jean Luc. Pierce Sellers had a history of heart uh, attacks, right? And so it was very serious. Are we seeing him pre heart attack right this second? Yeah. Okay. This is all, but it was during the shooting of this scene that he had a heart attack. Ooh, and they had a helicopter. Really? They're shooting in Cyprus. They had a helicopter out to a hospital. The director said two days later he picked up the London uh, Evening Standard, and there was a photo of Peter Sellers going to lunch at a fancy London restaurant with Princess Margaret. He had faked his heart attack to get out of shooting this movie, You're and he did it during the scene. Kidding me? This is like the documentary indicates this film was a total fiasco in every way, and that was like boom. The later, okay. So we're two weeks into shooting, and he yeah. gets out of it. He gets out of it because he really loved it. 
He loved Spike Milligan. He loved the thing. He, even though he was married, he was dating Liza Minnelli in 1973. Everything was great for Peter Sellers. Liza Minnelli broke up with him and the, the day before he had this shoot. Okay. So he was in no mood. The, the director said he loved the first week it was on the boat and it was beautiful and they had some beautiful shots and then everything went to shit. Mm-hmm. But I should mention this is so I'll, my research is basically watching the documentary okay. and taking notes. And I'm just going to let you know the information. I did a, a cursory search on the internet for some items and some of the actors. So I got a little more information. Okay. But basically, this film is based on an old... No. So it's based on a children's novel. Guess what year this novel came out? 1918... 1643. No, 1965. Oh, that it's, was... Sid oh, Fleischman wrote a bunch of... like He wrote Blood Alley about his World War I experience, but he wrote a lot of pulp novels. And then he also started writing children's books about What's like his East last Coast. Name Sid? Fleischman. Fleischman. Yeah. So uh, Sid Fleischman wrote a book called Ghost in the Midday Sun. And the story is uh, this New England boy can see ghosts. Well, he was born okay. at midnight, this kid. So the pirates show up on the coast. Right. And what's, what we're watching right now is that. Now he killed bar- the captain. So right. He and he said. And then he went to the he went to the shipmates and said, "Listen, I killed the captain. I'm the only one who knows where this treasure is buried. So I'm, I'm captain, captain now. now." But he didn't right. tell him he killed the captain, did they? Tell he tell him? Yeah, he threw a a, a sword right into Peter Boyle's. Uh, no, but yeah. did they, he tell the crew? Yeah, he said, "I killed the captain." Wow. Okay, I saw the. I know where the treasure is. I'm the captain. Right. So that's the thing. So now he's looking at the map, and again, okay, it's one this more true. question. Yeah, he was the lowest member of the crew. Right. Old so Dick, do they old know guys. it's him? Or do they yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The whole the whole pirate crew actually was on the island helping. Okay. And he was making uh, a soup, beans, and yeah. Peter when Boyle. They're going to be ready, motherfucker. Okay, so look, we're changing pace. I want to play the music because it's... You remember the sound effects in the Monkeys movie, Head? Yeah, I do. Okay. We get a lot of, like, Richard Lester, uh, Monkeys, British... Uh, pop sensibility in this so he's gonna he spent 20 years and he walks out and here's the sound effect what do you mean by 20 years what why'd you what'd you say well anyway he is 20 years have passed why how why he can't find the treasure he can't find them the map so he's been like in his room basically uh-huh. And he comes out and he's like, boom, you know, he, he doesn't know where it is. So what now he wants in to... color. Right. So this is, this is 1973. They shot this. This is no okay. special effects. Okay. They actually, so the producers got a second hand. Oh, here comes the second music. We had the uh, little piano music up front and now, mm-hmm. yo, ho, we have a, a full on pirate ballad. Is it a sea chanty? Let's hear it. I can't hear it. You sang over it. Okay, here we go. Copyright infringement. Clyde Ravel again. Oh, he was. Where did we see him before? 
Well, we saw him in Modesty Blaze, and we saw him in the movie with uh, uh, <clears throat> Bob Hope, a murder, murder. Oh, she, right, the the TV movie, Murder that... She Televisioned. <laughs> what was yeah. it? It was murdering uh, something. Masterpiece of murder. It was yeah. It had Ghoulies Professor, and right. uh, they stole the. He tricked them into stealing the paintings. We yeah, uh. was in that. He was the gallery owner. Well, you know Spike Milligan. I don't know if you know Spike Milligan. He's like a comedic force, and he was in a movie we saw. Okay, was he? Okay, I think I do know him, but I only know him like later in his career when he, he did this. Tell me what he was in besides this Peter Sellers radio show. He was the landlord. He was Barry McKenzie's landlord in The Adventures of Barry McKenzie. Okay, I remember that guy, and he was talking about the electricity. You have to put a quarter in. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, so the, Spike Milligan wrote this, and like Peter Sellers was into it. However, he comes in, and Peter Sellers, you know, he's in one of his moods. The first thing he does, fires the two producers. Okay. So no one knows anything. So the, the production sucks on sea and on land. This is a secondhand uh, African cigarette boat that they repainted and built as a pir uh, pirate ship, and they added two steam engines in there, and they drove, they drove it. They sailed it. To Cyprus, the, uh, the islander shooting uh -huh. from Greece, and people could say, like the director's, like people are like, "I see your pirate ship." So it arrives like two weeks later. They see it in the coast, right? Oh, this They're is in interesting. And the first thing the boat does is crashes into the rocks the first day they arrive because oh, the, the, the the captain was drunk and they he took a churn. So. <laughs> they fixed it and they shot this and everyone was happy. So this the boat stuff, especially when you see Tony Francisco, the swashbuckling guy, and sellers together, that's the first week. Okay, wait, I gotta stop you first. Oh, yeah. I know that comedian. I gotta stop you for a second. So he's woken up, it's twenty years old. Uh, he didn't wake up. He, he, he couldn't up. find the map. They've been lost at sea. They've just been lost at sea. Okay. And what is the crew's attitude? I mean, I cannot believe a real world in which Hey, the captain's been in there for like sure. two years. What's going on? You know, I just say this movie <laughs> it it leaves the real world a couple times. Okay, uh, okay, so you know you have to take things with a grain of salt. They will kill the captain the moment the captain shows him the treasure. I thought so, I thought it was cute the way the little kid, if if that's what I'm looking at here, yeah. had the ship. Well, they this is still shot in Cyprus. They didn't have the money to actually go to Ireland, but. They is have landed... he a Cypriot? The what? Well, people from Cyprus, they're called Cypriots. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, that's, it's its weird, but it's true. Hello, Cypriot! So um, these Cypriots are now, they're pretending to be in Ireland. They uh, built a little Irish village for this movie. But they landed, and um, this is Ireland. So they're going to get some food. When they're sitting down and they're eating, the mother's probably going to say, my boy was born at midnight. And what okay. the premise is, this guy, the cook, Dick Scratcher, is going to say, well, as a pirate lore goes, anyone who was born at midnight can see ghosts. I'm going to kidnap this boy, and we're going to go to Treasure Island. This is a very original story, by the way. Uh -huh. And he's going to conjure the uh, Peter, Seller, uh, Peter Boyle, and the dead captain will tell me where the treasure is. Okay, now... 
Will we see Peter Boyle again? Because you had said no. Never. Not his ghost. Now he won't appear. They as... won't even, there's not even a fucking ghost in this movie. They have like uh, his shipmates pretend, dress up as a ghost. But you okay. never, there's not, okay. nothing that really otherworldly in this movie. <laughs> Peter Medic, the script was not finished. They Medic! Medic! They okayed the film Columbia Pictures for $2.6 million. There was no script. Sure, it's and... Peter Sellers. It's uh, Spike Mulligan. I mean, we got a winner here. Yeah, we got a winner here. Uh, but it was it was a total disaster. So, problem is that okay. So here, weird sound effects going on. Oh, so the Irish are singing while they. Well, no, no. It's like actually, the, there's a singer at there, but they're all waiting for the food. They haven't really eaten a real meal. It, it's, but I mean, can we hear dialogue now? Is it a talkie? Yeah, it's back to a talkie. Okay, okay. One of the amazing things about the documentary is that the director had a like a pristine like 4K print of this movie. It looks uh -huh. nothing like this muddy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, like, it is patchy and pasty. There's one point in this movie where they get the red plague. They fake a plague. They get the red plague, and you can't tell what color the plague is. Okay, here we go. They're eating vegetables that have been prepared. Right, hysterical. Right, this is their comedic. He said the, the first week when they shot on the boat, it was great. It was not easy. The entire crew was on the ship. Right. 110 right. people were on the ship and the, and the talent. They had a generator boat tied to the back. So they wouldn't capsize. Then under, they had wires going from the generator boat underwater to a big arc light that was on the pirate ship above. Uh -huh. They had to shut off the engine to, uh, to hear the actors. And they had to shoot before the sun went down. And yeah. the boat was rocking the entire time. And the crew was getting seasick. The weather was getting bad. <laughs> to make it look like they were off the shore, they had to go five miles so there was no land in the shot. And people would get sick. And so Peter Sellers is getting pissy, right? right. And the <laughs> real producers are not there. He fired them. There's no one. And this guy, like, medic. So there's medic. someone to complain to? Yeah, medic. Okay, go ahead. He's not a, he's, this is the first nautical adventure he shot, right? And we okay. all know from, like, Waterworld to, like, the James Bond movie with Sean Connery underwater, they're boring. Water movies are dull. Uh, like Moby. Yeah. Uh, not Moby Dick. Uh, there was that recent movie. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Long Vessel. <clears throat> I mean, I'm Avatar, Way of the Water notwithstanding, I'm sure, but I feel like when you're in the water, it just doesn't really interest me. Like, you can't fight underwater. Well, I know what you mean. Like, there's nowhere to go but the ship. That right. makes you give this limited feeling, and there's not. I don't know. Are we being fair to ship faring movies? They're so boring. No, there's some rollicking ones. I mean, Mutiny on the Bow is a classic. Okay, they shot out there. One now, interesting, one thing about this movie. So they were saying like shooting on the boat in the water was a disaster. It was right. people getting sick. The weather was shitty. They had to cancel, and Sellers wasn't showing up. One of the scenes in the documentary, he's talking to his friend, and they're on the boat sailing on the open sea. And with a digital camera, it's so easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just set the camera, and boom, you go back and forth. Okay, now he's realizing. About the, okay. 
Yeah. He's. Go. Right, so no, don't believe it. Okay, he's going to basically abduct the kid. Have we had a chance to listen to Sellers? He sounds like Robin Williams in Popeye. I haven't heard him. Go ahead. All right, we'll get. See, he's he's yeah. selling this guy. Now, this is an actor named Tony Francesco, and I apologize if I get his name wrong. He was married like four times. He married Shelley Winters. Uh -huh. He had. He had a, a big star lead, but he was a very combative guy, and he lost a couple of TV pilots, according to his IMDb, mm -hmm. for just being combative. They didn't want to renew with him. He was friends with Peter Sellers, and Medic got him on the Medic got him on the uh, yeah. cat in the film because he knew he was a buddy, and they had they were excited. They never worked together. They never worked again. They had such an amazing fallout. I'll show you the scene. Oh, they have a. Fu I mean, in real life, they okay. Yeah. The documentary was it talked to one of his ex-wives, the wife at the time, and it was saying like, although probably maybe the same wife. I don't want to be disrespectful, but okay, he would get his goat. He would call like sellers would call him like, ah, you dumb American cowboy, right? Just fuck with him. And they were on the boat, and there was a scene, and he was fucking with them. And when the scene was shot, uh, and sellers' back was turned, then he went up with his sword and was about to hit him, and he stopped. Like, but he did, you know, the motion. And, but he did the motion with earnest. He was really. No, he was. He was really. He wanted to fucking hit him, but he he restrained himself. He, he okay. was about, you know, he he went that far. So Bert, Peter Sellers' driver, saw it, told Sellers what happened, and Sellers says, "I do not want to be in a single frame with this man anymore." So you will see on the boat scene. I know nice. this scene is like whatever, but in the boat scene, you'll see the buddies. And then there'll be a scene where they're not, he, you'll see, they're not okay. buddies and they're not together in the scene. It's really weird. Okay. All right. So, uh, and also getting back to the boat, because we'll Wait, be on. There's the ghost. Yeah. So basically he wants to take the kid for a test drive. He goes to a cemetery and says, all right, kitty, do your thing. <laughs> but as the wind blows a, a, a sheet over the kid, look at this. Died 103 of alcoholism. Thank God. <laughs> so, so Sellers mistakenly thought he saw a ghost just before he got knocked out. Yeah, so he I think he passed out or something. Are we abducting this kid right this moment? No, the kid's already been abducted. Well, he fell and hit his head on the tombstone and he oh, was right. knocked unconscious. <clears throat> Why are they wrapping him up if they're not abducting him? Oh, maybe they are abducting him now. Oh, okay, it's really okay. just it's just murky. I mean, the the print is murky, but the storyline is murky. They had a problem, so this film was not going well, and they were blaming the director. And unbeknownst to the director, there was like this shitty. Uh, uh, it wasn't an email back in seventy three. Well, okay, the correspondence. Yeah, but they did send them a telex. Okay, and the telex was like, you know, you need to learn how to be a director. This is a disaster. I, I have it. Uh, who said it? Like the the studio or something? Carl, what what number do you have? Don't you dare, Michael. No, Spiegelman. I just I just moved my uh my state. Okay, just 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. The years are passing by. Tell me when you get to thirty, okay? Two. Twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Okay, great. Okay, let's let me hear where we're going at. So yeah, I guess he's been Shanghai now. Huh? 
Oh, right, right, right. So the other crew kidnaps him. So Tony sees him, and he says, what happened? And one of the, here's one of the jokes in the movie. I've been kidnapped. You've so been kidnapped? Free? You're just a kid. Yeah, he's letting him free. Well, he's letting him, he's untying him and letting him on. And uh, we're going to go see him. But basically, he's he's now part of the crew. You know, it's one of the reasons why I thought the story was written in the 1800s, because it's pretty similar to Robert Louis Stevenson's shit. Yeah, well, maybe that was the model. So <clears throat> he's not going to be... <laughs> there you go, kid. So he's yeah. not going to be abducted like he's tied up. He's now like, now they've shanghaied him and he's part of the crew. Right, so he's going to hate the scratch. He hates Dick Scratcher, you okay. know, as most, most people do. And then... uh He's going to be buddies with this this suave guy Tony, and again, okay. like this is like the fun. This is the fun times in this movie. The cowboy American. Yeah, the cowboy American. Let's see if I could get his voice. It's like the worst. It's a very distinct pirate voice. <laughs> but he did a shitty job acting. What like, or is it supposed to be comedic? He stopped showing up, you know, and they would have to wait for him. For sellers or for uh... sellers. Okay. You know, the other guy did, he was there, he was there with his family. Like, everyone was on the fucking island of, Cy of Cyprus, so they yeah. they were able to bring their families. And uh, they actually had one of Peter Sellers' daughters talk. She's about our age. And just saying that she would never see him, and then when they had birthday parties, it would be super extravagant, because it was the only time they really saw each other. And she just took it for granted. You know, she just assumed that's what it was. Okay, so these two actors are terrific, and yeah. the older of the two, uh, actually, uh, it's a guy named Jamie. Oh, here I wrote it down. Uh, it's Murray Melvin was on the documentary, and the other guy is named Jimmy, Jamie, Jamie, James Fuller. Murray Melvin. James Fuller is the one with the sideburns, and then the actor. Oh, now, this is they're British. Oh no no. They... Yeah, they're British. So they they see this ship. Now this is like a really funny bit. This movie is like an oasis. All right. Well, the guy with the sideburns, the, the fussier of the two, spoke speaks to the director, uh -huh. and the other director, the other guy passed away. But he was like a beloved actor. There's a strange sub story that it's evolved, it involves one of these guys in this movie. So let me set up the joke. The Brits are coming. Here's the British music. The right. Brits are coming. The do the Brits are coming yeah. now. They're the Navy of yesteryear. The brilliant idea is that he's going to put makeup on everyone. They're going to take a ship on the shit on the poop deck so things smell, and they're going to say they have the Red Plague. Remember the Red Plague? I <laughs> know. You can't tell in this print. I swear to God, I thought they had like the Brown Plague. <laughs> well, they're coming up here. They're very. This is you know, and the guy was upset. He said. We were only in one scene to, at all. Like these guys show up, promises like a good movie is going to happen, and then they leave. And I'm playing the music so you'll set up the punchline. So the director was saying, like, they ran out of budget, and when they were shooting, they had a cheat being on the open sea. So you'll see shots where they're like, look, it looks like at the open sea. 
Right. And then there's other ones where they just put the camera down low on the boat and mm -hmm. shot it that way. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you see that the thick red mark? Oh, I know that guy's face. I could be wrong. I think he he has to be the older uh, octetarian in the documentary. This was 73, and the documentary was like 40 years later. Yeah. 40, yeah. So it's interesting because he's still bitter about it. So he's this, supposed to have red dots on him? Yeah, exactly. And in the documentary, it's clear as a bell. And in this, this print with the tracking, the, the cute little tracking in the bottom, mm. it's not the greatest, but it exists. And I like that. <laughs> yeah, this is YouTube and this is our show. I wouldn't have it another way, really. So they're basically saying, you know, you pirates are now under the Brits and we're going to take your shit. And by the way, what's that red mark and why does it smell like shit? <laughs> And they'll say, oh, we got the Red Plague. And then they're like, meep, meep. I'm out of here. Meep. You mean Roadrunner? Yeah, they're out. Pew. And then there's a there's a punchline with the music and the uh, film as they, they escape. So there's not much of a plot going on, right? No. Well, I don't know. So one of the things was that Sellers got so pissed off, he, you know... Uh, Medic received. Yeah, they received a nasty telex saying it's all the fault of the director. He's pissed at this guy. He's not really talking to him or this and that. So he says, "Get Spike Milligan on the island. He's going to rewrite this fucking movie." Okay. While they're shooting. So look, they all have the red plague. We gotta go. So here, check out the music. It's sped up backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice. I swear to God, if this movie was nothing like bits like this, I would love it. 93 minutes of fucking bits like this? God bless. But it's not. When, when Spike shows up and he starts changing things, the tone of the movie is completely different. That's weird, and that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he knew what he was doing here. You know, like, he, they talked to uh, Spike Mulligan's assistant. I think like, right. they were they were an item because she still lives in that house, but this gorgeous house in London. All right, so here's the deal. The captain's saying, we're going this direction, and Smiley is saying, that's bullshit. It's actually the island's that direction, so set Who's up sail this way. All right. Who's Smiley? Uh, the swashbuckling guy, Tony okay, Francisco. that's his name, Sw Smiley. No, I don't really remember his name. Oh, you just call him that? Okay. Yeah, it helps me sort him out. One of the pirates himself, the one with the brown glasses at one point, right. he looks like that comedian that you, you saw. He was actually from Cyrus. And he said that they interviewed him in the dock, and he said... Cyprus. Cyprus, yeah. yeah so yeah. he was there, and they, there's a scene that they pretend it's Algiers. It's shot in the market there. And they stopped, and he went to the com get buffet, commissary, and they stopped him. They said, extras can't eat here. This is right, right, only right. for the actors. <laughs> He said, what bullshit? I'm a fucking actor. And he was thought like we were treated by natives. He wasn't the only one being treated this way. They had a riot and three-fourths of their extras left and they took the costumes. They had this a is riot? On land. What was the complaint? That the, the, the British film production was treating them like shit. You know, what like they, they weren't able to eat. They, they weren't able to go to the craft services. They were, you know, they were dressed up and it was poorly, it was poorly produced at this time. Uh-huh. So when you see that scene, like they all left and they had to go back to the actual market, the, the production crowd, 
and rebuy the item, the costumes they left with. All right. So let's see what's going on here. That's mutiny. Okay. He goes, well, we're we're gonna we're gonna mutiny, and he goes, "What's mutiny?" And he goes, "We're gonna stop working." And Peter Sellers, <laughs> "Stop working? That's mutiny." That's funny. I'm telling you, there's some great bits of this, but it's like it's like really cool cherries in a big bowl of nasty ass Jello. This film, mm-hmm. like you can't wait for the the cherries are cool. All right, well, yes, this were the Jello. It kind of reminds me a little of Cabin Boy. The Chris Elliott movie? Well, it's on, that's on a ship. But it's a funny movie in parts. You know, there's there's some parts where just nothing happens. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Hey, I'm a talking cupcake that spits tobacco. I Is remember that, that cheating... Um, what was she? She was like an enchantress, kind of. Right, oh, the Anne Magazine? Oh, no, no, on the... Uh... No, like he goes into that cave and there's like a woman with a lot yeah, of arms or something. A lot of arms. And, and then her husband comes home. Right. He's like, ah, you know, and she has to play it <laughs> off. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Art. I, I liked how he ate the chum and he thought it was like a Look soup. at this. The kid just looked in the camera. He said, you're going to be a pirate. So they, they, they put down their other fake flag and put up their true pirate flag. So... Mulligan shows up and he plays a character that's from the book, Billy Bombay. But being Spike Milligan, he's Billy Bombay from Bombay. And basically, he's an old shipmate. He also was able to see ghosts. That's why uh, Peter Sellers knows. So they're going to meet him and he's going to say, I'll get you the treasure. I have my own treasure on that island too. Okay. But that's uh, where we're on the boat. The premise here is We've got to get in contact, or at least Peter Sellers does, have to get in contact with the ghost, you know, right. Peter Boyle, find out where the treasure is. Right. So here they find a, they're ready to attack this lone ship, although there is one thing on the ship. It's it's abandoned? But yeah. Course, okay. There's one, I think this is where they find it. Yeah, and they have the cheesy fucking music. Listen, I mean, this is like the... This fast speed voice. It is a trap. Whoa. This was shot intentionally like this? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they just had nothing there. So they just, you know, he he had the burden after this experience to edit the film. You know, so the, the medic, okay. so he uh, he did what he could, you know. And so a lot of these scenes, they're sped up with crazy sound effects because uh, he's trying know. to make something work. Yeah, or maybe it was intentional. Like the the spirit of the film, like it's sped up like this. Maybe, but he had to make from the time of writing, like this. Yeah. Was part of... Okay. But it's not that funny. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of... These look like medieval knights or something. Why are they... Right? If we were in uh, 1600s, we shouldn't see... Are they Spaniards and they still... Yeah. So this is actually changed to 1700s in the Caribbean. 
Oh, because so. he woke up 20 years later? No, he didn't wake up, Carl. He just now, Yeah, I keep saying that. He was looking for the map in his court. And the next thing you know it, time has passed, and it's 20 years later. So it's like, that was just done to be a gag. It's funny, right. but the right. plot still... It went from the silent movie, the Nickelodeon flickering images, to present day. Okay. Present day. Oh, so he it's said, listen, you can go out there, you know, being a pirate... You're a real pirate, though, aren't you, Pierre? Yeah, I love pirates. Boys love pirates. <laughs> now, there's a fly bothering him. Right? I mean, Okay, it's that'll just, be our comedic premise. I, he's just doing his own thing at this point. Yep, killed the fly, Carl. <laughs> now I can go to sleep. The first time I watched this movie, I go, oh, no, the boat's going to go. Okay, this is kind of like... Okay, but they I, don't play that out. It was just... No, no, it's fine. Yes, this is the abandoned ship. It's abandoned, but there's a duck on it. We already saw the abandoned ship, and there were... People. But here's another ship. He Well, he doesn't see anything right now, Carl. Because the cap is on? Because the cap is on! Oh, I... <laughs> so, yeah, they're basically going... It's called a duck hunt. And they find a boat with a duck. So guess what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes? But 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 how is this getting him closer to Peter Boyle? They're, they're sailing towards the island. We're, okay, we're heading so towards... They're on their way to the island, and they're they're bumping into things, and we're right, seeing... Right, little, little set pieces. Oh, it's the journey, Carl. It's, it's a baby boat. I don't know what's... I really, 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 really paid attention... The seat because it was like I didn't know what was going on. They basically chased the duck. They they're gonna go on shore trying to shoot this duck while the duck's waddling. That's it. That's the whole. That's the whole scene. Surrender. Surrender. saying to the duck. You know, I'll give you. I'll tell you the story of the. They're trying to be fun. Yeah. Now, you know, he, he went through the boat like that. That gag was used in a cigarette commercial that was shot during this time. Okay. Peter Sellers went up to the director. It was the first weekend they had. And he said, hey, can you do me a fave? Me and Spike are going to shoot a Benson and Hedges uh, commercial. Can you direct it? Okay, we'll okay. shoot it on the island. They set it up. That guy, Jamie, one of the, the British guys, he's there. So basically, they're breaking into steel gold bullion. And they stopped the security bell by putting a Benson and Hedges pack in the bell. This is okay. on YouTube, this commercial. Okay. And when they leave, Jamie wants a smoke. He sees a pack on the desk, takes it out. When he opens it up, it's empty. The guy said, well, take the one on the cigarette. Take the one on the bell. So he takes it, and the alarm goes off. Gotcha. So they have to jump into a boat. Spike Milligan is covered in gold bullion. He breaks through the boat. Okay. The end. Problem yeah. is... Both Spike Milligan and Peter Sellers are uh, spokesmen for the Anti-Smoking League, and they can't touch the box of cigarettes they tell the director during the shoot. Okay. Why did they take the gig? Peter Sellers got a brand-new Mercedes-Benz with cash money, tax not tax money, but cash money, in the car. <laughs> That's the reason why they did. He got $50,000 in uh, pounds in, in cash, cash in a brand-new Mercedes-Benz Spike Milligan got five uh, five thousand pounds, and the other guy got five hundred. That's very heavy. Five 
thousand pounds. Had, I know, I can carry. Have it. a wheelbarrow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you did. As a matter of fact, yeah. Okay, so now they're at Algiers. This is so. This is where the king is but waiting. We're really for... in Cyprus still. Yeah, this is beautiful. I mean, he walks around Cyprus saying nothing has changed. Six thousand years is still the same. What is only forty years compared to the beauty? So yeah, so it's gorgeous. It looks. It still looks like this. And they're saying shit. The king wants us to give treasure. So oh yeah, they they. Go as sure there could be dancing girls. Doodly 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 do. And but he's not gonna... true, or it is true. He's just revving up the ship. There's not gonna be any. There's only two women in this movie: the woman who served the food, and then in a sight gag later. But it's all guys. Well, in wasn't a woman singing? Okay, two women. Three. Three. Okay. So there was the Irish woman, and then a gag later on. That's it. So they're coming ashore. They have to give the king treasure. This is the uh, sword of the prophet's ship. And he, okay. the guy's waiting for Raz Muhammad, the captain, to come. So he says, look, I'll tally up. Whatever you got, we'll give it to the king. Here, I'll play so you can hear his pop. And, and like, it's going to get a pathetic collection. Eggs. Locks. Here's a oh look at that! I find the kettle. Right, so here we are, a little disaster. What? My watermelon dock stand. Now the king is examining the other ship's bounty. Yeah, what have you? Fair enough. Again, everyone in this scene is going to fucking quit, riot, and steal their shit and walk off. <laughs> but right now, we're seeing a scene. So he, he's showing all the treasures. The and documentary gonna get... is, I think I need to see it. I mean, I, I you do a better job researching because you go through multiple sources. I just felt like this is so analog. Mm -hmm. What was the film saying that maybe I'll spoil the party, but I absolutely recommend the documentary. Here's their treasure. There's a treasure. You must take your honor. He might have never won. What ship are you? Here we go. Oh, oh the ship. Oh, yeah, I got it written down right here. I got it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. It's on a piece of paper. The sword of the prophet. So he's here. He's gonna, the king's going to explain You're it. Late. You're late. Years late. Years late. And where is Ross Mohammed, the captain? Oh. But he was supposed to Ross the captain was supposed to go to the Portugal Islands, right? And, uh -huh. and take she's like How did he go? He's like, Oh, I was supposed to get like slaves and riches. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the joke. How did he go? He went eh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's fucking jokes in this movie. <laughs> How did he go? <laughs> like that. So he is Irish too? No, he's not. Okay, okay. He's but he's not like the thing pirate. Yeah, but we when we see pirate, we think of like Johnny Depp. We think of Ark, Ark. Right. But he's like a muttering like he's Popeye on the set of uh, the movie. Yeah, he does have that little Irish thing. Okay, well, you know what? He says to the king, 
I abducted this boy who's going to find treasure. And the king's like, oh, I like this little boy. I'll take him. And they're like, no, don't take my boy. My boy is going to find the ghost. Don't you understand? I need him. Okay. So yeah, so he goes on like that for a while. Yeah. So we have a storyline now. There they is to... something Irish because he's like a father, you know. Yeah, like I, it's I don't get it. in his pirate accent, but it's definitely like a sea. Like I, uh, do you, have you ever listened to the Goon Show, the no. radio show? No. Do you know no. of it? Yes, I know of it, and always from researching, and it's always about where Peter Sellers started. And right, of course, it was him and Mulligan at the same time, and uh, it's funny, like. It's incomprehensible. I used to listen to the records at the library, you know, right. the listening table, but it was uh, incomprehensible. Was... Like it's so 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 silly. The accent, the humor. Okay, so this is Tony, right? He's having a he's talking to King, and he says, "Don't worry about it, King. I got it covered. Once Scratch finds the treasure, I'm going to kill him." And the King says, "Well, I hope you kill him slowly." And he's like, oh, I hope so, too. Torture from him. This man is such a coward that if I tortured him, he would die by heart attack. What do you suggest? You see, he believes I am his friend. Yeah, please. <laughs> Let him lead me right to the pressure. And then put him to death. Uh-huh. Right. This is like such a long movie. He's been doing this for 20 years now. Uh-huh. He's waiting for the captain to, to show him the treasure, and then they're going to get him. Yeah, see, that premise, but it's just a silly, silly thing, so it's okay, but it isn't it's, reasonable yeah. that they would still be in this pursuit. Right. How much is the treasure? 20 grand? I, mean, I know. And aren't they pirates? Can't they find another? Start another yeah, no though? pirates go around robbing and stealing. Well, I everything's definitely. swell and dandy, but the kid's abducted, so they're going to have to rescue him before they leave. No, and they want this kid just because of the... Okay, everybody knows the plan. Yes. Okay, here's the other... This is it. This is the one funny scene. Bombay. Under Buck, see? You get all of your idiots on it, right? Then you put him under there, right? Now then, you put your money here, right? Okay, I'm going to play the audio when him and Sellers meets. This is the only funny scene in the movie. This is it. You know, we're talking about, you know, the gems. There's. If this whole movie was this scene that we're going to see, I will tell you this would be the best movie in the world because it's so out there. So he knows it's Billy Bombay, his own shipmate. And. Wade Mulligan plays the, the three card Monty. It's so funny because he's really doing it. So, he's gonna... so watch his hands. All right. It's there. He wins, but he doesn't collect any money. He just takes his money back. He just gets his money. Just... The director told him, keep hitting that, that, that tree branch. We can talk here over there. 
He'll be back. He's he's lost a boy, so he wants him to do it. Right. Because he can see ghosts as well. the funniest scene treasure right so so milligan writes these rewrites and suddenly it's like hot rod with cool beans the, the <laughs> treasure treasure and the humor is funny it's like a lot of words but the punchline is and you know, <laughs> the director said i asked spike to hit the uh thing so he hits it and then he's like self-conscious about it and he's looking at different camera angles and he breaks the fourth wall right it's right. he goes Come over here. He goes, well, we'll talk over here, over there. And Sellers walks off. And he turns to the camera. He'll and he goes, be back. He'll be back. It's so fucking funny. Like, yeah. It, you know, and it was obviously, like, they'll say on IMDb, this film was directed by Medic and well, scenes for Mulligan. But Medic said, I was the one directing these scenes. I'm asking okay. him to do this. But this is the rewritten material. So it has a completely different tone. And he does bring that up. One other thing about this uh, documentary is that he talks to other bitter directors that work with Peter Sellers. <laughs> and they have horror stories of their own. So they talk to the director of the Fiendish, the Fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. Right. That's, they talk um, to, um, to the director of Casino Royale um, from the 60s. The, he, the, he was so pissed at the director of Casino Royale. Peter didn't talk to me for three days. They're breaking the kid free right now. Peter Sellers was really a, just a little jerk. I'll you know? tell you, yeah, spoiled, that, spoiled. that documentary is available on Tubi. When you're on Tubi, there's other documentaries about Peter Sellers, including one he produced himself in the 1960s. Okay. So it, it's him like, oh, you know, I think that uh, I, I don't like meteorocracy. You know, like he'll, he'll be very yeah. full of himself, uh -huh. but it's all shot under his control. And then I don't know if you ever saw the HBO movie The Life and Death of Peter yeah, Sellers. I liked it. I liked it too. I actually got the DVD from Walgreens for two dollars back in twenty six. Whoa, two thousand six. I bought the DVD and I watched it during the pandemic in twenty twenty, and I really liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I got I threw it away after that. I'm like, get it out of my house. Whoa. But yeah, he's he's awful to his kids. He's awful to his many wives. He's awful yeah. to everybody. I really like the way he had an experience with a player in his life. He would become them. Yeah. Right I mean, like, he's totally on. 
and, Look, and just end the check chapter. Out, check out this stunt. So they're escaping. Okay. And the boy is going to climb. They're hanging off. He's going to hang it, and he's going to fall. So they must be some stunt actor who's the size of a kid who makes this jump. All right. So, wee cut to somebody falling off. Such so a long jump, and they like, are you okay? Yeah, never. I feel fine. Never better. <laughs> Dude, I would be like pancake batter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they tried. He tried. You know, the boy gets captured. He's like, oh no, my ticket out of here. I'll ask my friend to do it. No dice. So they get. The, they free the kid. How nice is that? How humane. Their colorful boat, colorful boat is pulling out. Yeah, I mean these are beautiful shots, some of it, but you know they were just saying he didn't know what he was doing. Whoa! I got me a Cypriot crew. The horror. Uh. Apricot Cypriot. Yeah, one of the things they were saying is that like. Pierce Sellers got more and more withdrawn and okay. was just very alone during the shoot. Like, and uh, they, they, another problem was the director himself. The director himself has a really interesting story. He was born in 37 in, in uh, Budapest. And then w he was seven years old when the Germans invaded in 44. Uh -huh. And he had him and his family pretended to be Christian. And they were able to escape. Right. However, so after the war, his older brother by two years died. He was oh. the brother was sixteen. He was fourteen. Then oh, cool. his father okay. died. Oh, wait, how did the brother die? Or you don't know? I don't really know. Okay. You know, I, it wasn't the like father the father had a heart attack. He died holding his with his arms around this the director as a kid. He what? was holding his son, and he died of a heart attack. That is hilarious. So he, you know, his big movie up to this point was The Ruling Class with uh, Peter O'Toole. In the documentary, he said, my wife committed suicide during the shoot. Right. So this guy is like full of self-guilt, self-hatred and self-guilt. So when all this shit's going down, yeah, he, he blamed himself. And I oh, think one cool. of the reasons why he did this documentary decades later was to just clear the air for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, to see it from another perspective. All right, now here, here's some wacky. He? Yeah, he 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 wants to mutiny, so they're gonna make him walk the plank. Okay, so he wanted to mutiny, so they're. There's some mulligan humor in this. The kid doesn't like it. He's gonna say. Oh, you'll see. Not the pokey pokey pokey. Here we go. Think of his mother. Think of your mother. That's the joke. Yeah. All right, before he dies, he's going to sing a song. Pokey Pokey! 
He said, well, uh, it's looking at my mother. I want to sing a song for my mother. And the joke, Carl, it's going to take a couple minutes. Okay. Someone's going to throw food at him, and he's going to go off the plank. He said, why did you do that? He goes, I can't stand the song. Somebody's going to throw food at him. He's going to throw something at him. It's going to knock him off the plank. Oh, he's okay, going to okay. toss him to the water. And they'll say, why'd you do that? Goes, I can't stand the song. One thing, like, he was saying he was in the helicopter shooting above, and suddenly, like, planes went by. Right. Like, the Israeli war was going to start in the next couple of days. So oh, they had, like... It's uh, the Mediterranean, yeah. Yeah. This guy with the glasses, he's he's in the documentary saying that uh, they treated him like shit. The boy's going to save him? Yeah. And help, I can't swim. Because the guy goes, That's help, stupid. I can't swim. So he jumps in. I know this is all like, I don't want to walk the plank. And then they immediately jump in. Uh, and he's like, I can't swim either. Yeah, it's stupid. Wait, so Peter Sellers can't swim either? None of them can. So and here comes I, our... Yeah. Okay. So he saves them. Meanwhile, okay, so, they're treading, they were treading water. like. I think so. So this is where the fallout occurs during the shooting here. And there's a point where you're going to see Peter Sellers and Tony together. And it's, it looks great. Because right now they're together. Everything's swell. But yeah. at a certain point, they're going to not be in the same scene together. You'll see how they do it. Oh, okay, so let's see. Uh, I watched this movie twice, Carl. I really tried to get the plot going, and I just oh, yeah. hate it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have to think of something. I don't know what the drone is. I tried listening to this a couple times. Yeah, the kid's pissed. Like, he has a little more agency. But we are, I think they're uh, sending him into like a. Is that know. a little island? Yeah. God, even the sound, there's like no. It's not scored, this movie. Mm hmm. Yeah, why wouldn't we have a little. Music going, uh, you know, like appropriate for yeah, little Kesha in the background. Oh yeah, so what are you doing? The captain told us to do it. Okay, hey, what are you doing? Don't touch that. This is it. This is the fallout. They're not going to be in the same scene together. Same shot. Okay, so right now we're yeah, it's post fallout. And I will send you. He's he's standing in the little trap drawer thingy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's what you want. So they're gonna fight. How stupid is this? Right? He won't. He won't appear in the same scene with them. So they they set it up that they're fighting through that door, that trap. I guess it's funny. It's not funny, Carl. Listen, man. We've known each other for decades. This is not yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just silly, you know. It's uh, 
silly and unfunny way. Yeah. Now he's taunting the... Yeah, so Sellers mocked them, oh, you poor American cowboy. During the dueling scene, Peter teased Tony. Tony pulls his pirate sword out while Tony was on the poop deck, went to attack him, didn't, brought it down. Sellers didn't see it, but Bert did, told Sellers. Sellers gets so pissed off, he removes his wig, throws it in the ocean. I will never be in the same frame with Tony Francisco, Francisco again. Okay, weren't they just this moment, though? Yeah, but, I mean, it's the magic of editing. I mean, uh -huh. you know, so there's the scenes that they're together is before the fallout, basically, or they yeah. had to do the shoot. You know, he, he had probably had to do it. So, you know, when Spike arrived, he wasn't fans of the director. He was side, he was team Peter, but he got to respect them. And, you know, he, especially after the cigarettes, brouhaha. But what happens is that Peter Sellers and Spike Milligan has a fallout. Look how funny. Really? Look Another fucking fallout, Peter yeah. Sellers? Jesus yeah. Christ. I fucking love this guy. Why is he getting hung? I keep thinking it's like mutiny or some bullshit like that. You know, because he like knows he figured out. That, yeah, he okay. figured out that this guy was going to just kill the captain once the once the treasure's there. Okay. Oh yeah, he says you're not going to. Uh, I'm not. You'll pay for this. They're about to hang him, so the hangman says you'll pay for this, and Seller says, "Nah, I'm doing this for free." That's the joke. Oh my god. You know that I think they're on the treasure island. Are we done with this film? We still have more. So we still have B Billy Bombay. Oh my god, we have over 30 minutes left. Uh-huh. Uh, Carl, now you know. Don't worry, man. I think there's like one funny bit coming up. Okay, good, good. I'm looking forward oh, to there it. Oh, there is a funny bit. It's very Monty Python, gum, Professor Gummy, and you'll see. Spike well, Milligan's you know, great. he's made me laugh during this film. I'm waiting for the next laugh. Right. Like, what's the gag now? Who is it? Stand still. Like, what does he keep going? Like, he's here something. You know, it, they shot this film for... So, this all looks the same. Fucking Cyrus looks the same. These old bullshit, you know, therapists. Well, I wonder if that was, like, Roman or Greek. I mean, Cyprus is right next to Greece and... And Rome, yeah, empire days, you know. Sure, the island of Cyprus, the island of Cyprus, this yachts galore, the island of Cyprus. So, I this is something Cypriot. All right, the kid's gonna figure it out. He goes under this tree. You remember that f the king was eating that awful eggplant looking fruit? Is but he cover gravity? Okay, so here, yeah, the king, okay. So it's like, I think it's juniper. It's some kind of juice, uh, fruit, that they use for invisible ink. Okay. And the map is not clear. The boy's going to have this epiphany after this whole shenanigans with his old shipmate. So uh, the pirate map has got some invisible ink, and he's going to get the juice that he needs to decode. Not even that. He's going to say he must have got the juice from this tree. Just I bet you idea. the treasure is buried under this tree. Oh, what? Right. Hey, it's my old captain buddy. Who is it? Yeah, this this kind of fruit. I don't know, like whatever it's called. He says, like, if the map was used that ink, the 
the ca- Captain Ross must have just fucking put it under the tree. Okay. So but they're not going to discover that till now. We're going to discover another treasure. Remember uh, Billy Bombay said, I have my own treasure. It's Silva. Yes, that's right. Yep. They're going to search for treasure, and they're going to accidentally find Billy's uh, treasure, which is just cannonballs. Cannonballs? Are they and that's in the book. Are they made of silver, or they're just silver-colored, or...? They are painted black, but they're all made of silver, and, of course, the ship attacks Billy with using the uh, cannonballs. Okay, so they they fire away their treasure. That's exactly right. And there's a whole scene where he says, You idiot! It's made of silver! How many of the balls do you use? They go... All of them? Now I'll have to go collect them from the sea bottom. Basically. Uh, ghost hunt. So there's the captain can finally use this boy to talk to the ghost. This is Mazes and Monsters uh, cave. Yeah. Oh, oh, the ghost arrested. How about that? Oh, yeah, he did. No, no, no. Listen, it's great. I don't know if it's great, but it's. It's not great acting. It's 67 days to shoot, and it went from super hot into like windy to sub-zero weather. Like it's, it's, the weather was a big factor in making this movie suck. Making and it suck, yeah. He confronted the producer, and the producer says, "You know, we lost money on this film. Once the money was there, we couldn't back out." Okay. And, yeah, you were used as a punching bag. You know, you. Who was used as a punching bag? The director. They blamed everything on the director. One of the things okay. Tommy Clyde. The fire one of the fired producers did was he gets fired and he shoots off a letter to the people in the mainland saying this director doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and the director <laughs> saw this letter uh in the archives every movie has these boxes they say of archives and they're right. going through it and he's like oh we shouldn't have showed that to you peter he's like no this is bullshit this is all lies but it set the course the producer lied to the people away saying the director doesn't know shit they write this nasty letter saying the director needs to learn how to make a film. And he's saying, like, but they couldn't, he couldn't quit. He had a second kid coming, and uh, the director gets blamed if he quits. So he yeah. actually stayed and made this movie. 67 days. He said they had a, a party. They shot some of the scenes like the Irish scene at a, a studio in London, okay. in, in England, and they had a cast party there. And he said, well, as director, I wanted to show up. It was a hellish shoot. Nobody was there. There was nobody drunk, came to the party. There was two drunk crew members from a different movie being shot there. That were there. <laughs> so, nobody went to the after party. Well, he delivers this movie. He goes back and he edits it. He gives it to Columbia Pictures, and they said, "This movie's incomplete. You know, we're not we're not going to do it." So uh, they shelved it. He didn't work for another five years. He says that, you know, the next thing he did was this Graham Chapman movie, and they were shooting in England next to the studio, next to the set that was doing Revenge of the Pink Panther. Oh. And Peter Sellers came up to him, and he said, oh, no, no, I'm so, it doesn't sound like true. We'll we'll buy the film, and we'll have Spike narrate it. And he said, like, it was a nice, they went out, and they got drunk. Uh And then years later, he read that Peter Sellers died of a heart attack at age 54. So Peter Sellers never followed through with anything he promised. No, he didn't. But they he, they left on better terms. Like they were able to like drink uh-huh. it out. Okay. I but he also died of that fake heart attack for real at fifty four. 
Yeah, yeah. He faked a heart attack, and then he really did die of a heart attack. He had a heart attack, faked it, and then he died for real of a heart attack. Is he seeing a ghost right now? Yes, finally, right? We finally see a ghost, huh? What was the last time you used the phrase noonday? Like noonday sun. Never. What about the preposition in? In the new in the ghost in the noonday sun. Now it rolls off my noonday sun right now. So wait, we just saw a real metaphysical thing. No, it's it's the captain it's the his crewmate playing a prank on him. Oh great. <laughs> Which is where the wrong guy's treasure is. Right. Don't you like that little sight gag? He's yelling from a tree and they cut to the captain in the boat going, ah, oh, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So now they're going to dig it up and thinking they found treasure, but no, they just found cannons and cannonballs. They just found these cannonballs. So they're going to use the cannonballs. They'll bring it on the ship, but they're going to search again for the treasure. For the real treasure. I mean, is that funny? They they find someone else's treasure? I guess. This is in the book, too. This storyline. A lot of this is the book. I mean, obviously, the, the, the jokes added in the uh, name fuckery and shit like that. <laughs> fuckery. I don't think Dick Scratcher oh, was a kid's fuckery. name. You know, in the book, his name was Dick Scratcher. No, he was Captain Scratch, I think, or Scratcher. Look how right next to each other they are. It looks like it's under a big W. You can't miss it. He like tapped it, it, on Mad, 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 mad. Right, right, mad, mad. They're doing this shot. The camera's in the hole as they look down at their, their treasure. Very Orwellian. George Orwellian? From no, uh, um, I meant, um, I made a mistake, not Orwellian. Uh... Orson Welles is what I was thinking of. Oh, Orson Welles. I've got to stop telling myself that I can get a little high. Well, honestly, we're, we're this record at this time. You, you couldn't wait. You got work tomorrow. You timed it right. <laughs> oh, let's try it. Look at this all goofy shit. You know yeah, exactly what they're doing. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> right in his eyes. Right in his eyes, Carl. He blew that powder right in that guy's open eyes. And you think, oh, the cruelty, the cruelty. That guy was was with the joke. He opened oh, his I eyes. Look, he's, he's so depressed he's going to drink in bed. Okay, now here comes Spike Milligan's crew. Looking for the treasure, their treasure. Yep, and they all look like Spike Milligan. Interesting, funny. Now, what? One of the British officers, the, the upright one, he said that Spike Milligan asked us to dress as Spike Milligan, and I refused. The director himself was saying, 
that he would say, hey, Spike, and someone else, Spike Milligan trained him to, to uh, act like him. So <laughs> other people would answer it. He wouldn't know which Spike Milligan is on. <laughs> like they all have to rip. This is like Professor Gummy, I guess. They all look the same. Yeah, they all, ooh, ooh. Oh, we hate Scratcher. It's funny, goes, right? This is funny. He goes, oh, Scratcher took it. I scratch. And they all start scratching. Oh, yeah, it's a little keystone copy. Oh, yeah, it's good. Hot printed out there. No. Oh. Okay. And then they go and ship. This is all added. I mean, this is different tone. You know, he was not complaining, but he brought up like you can't carry an entire movie like with this type of humor. You know, it needs some kind of. But I would love it. I would love every single scene to be like this. Yeah. The, the thing is, you're not. You suspend disbelief. It's just being stupid. But it wasn't the whole. It's a different tone. Well, okay. Well, I mean, like him going cha 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 cha. Yeah. You know, that's not. Well, that was Spike again, though. Yeah. That scene. Okay. Well, they're gonna stop these mulligans by shooting the the cannonballs at them. Okay, I gotcha. And again, like this is practical effects, so hopefully they just have a bunch of hats in the water as they shoot cannonballs at them. But it looks like they hit him. Like he's gonna be on land, and they're gonna knock a couple right by him. Oh, they're all making silly noises. I mean, it's funny, especially if you're a Spike Mulligan fan. Like now, pick... does Spike Mulligan realize those are my cannonballs? That's right, because he's going to go on shore, and they're going to land, and he's going to look at the balls and realize it's his silver cannonballs. Okay, so now they need to do a scavenger hunt. On the they don't ocean. even bother. The okay. joke is they waste. Yeah, how many did you shoot? All of them. Yeah, that's it. And sure enough, they shoot all of them. And they both commiserate, you know. Okay, here we go. Look how close it goes. Right? That's close. Holy shit, yeah. But I mean, are they really cannibals? It's a movie. It landed with an explosion. It has to be something. Yeah. The Irish pop Now, the movie, this is a very clear scene. He's singing about the boy. All his crew is dead? I guess so. What a cool that makes things a lot easier. You know, they shut down production when they helicoptered him out. Uh, what is right. going on? It's all going on and on. Oh, 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 oh,
Ow! Look at that. And then he throws the cannonball. Ow! Yeah. Do you like the little hands a bunch of hands? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If that was in every scene, I would be like, what the fuck is this movie? But now I just kind of half-heartedly be like, yeah. Look how he throws the silver. Yeah. You'd think he would be collecting his silver. He was too angry. I think he just wants to kill the guy. Is it like clearly not Ireland? Probably it looks like Ireland. Well, right now it's not. It, right now they're not in Ireland. It was only just for when they protected oh, the boy. Oh, okay. They went to Algiers and now they're at their mystery uh, treasure they're island. They're at some Mediterranean island. Yeah. Got you got the Arctic fire. In another moment, I just found him in pieces. Ah. What's the matter with you? What's cutting here? It was never like this before. You stole my treasure. You stole my balls. Huh? We ain't got no balls, and we ain't got no treasure. Huh? Uh, so he explains it to him now. Right. So he's oh. going to go, how many did you choose? Right. What? Is it a king's ransom? King balls. Right here, how many did we fire? All of them. Oh, 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 You get the idea. So yeah. they finally get our friend Billy Bombay from Bombay to ghost hunt. But they could really treasure hunt. It would be an effort, but they need to start crawling the shore. Mm -hmm. it's the, the, the silver's right there. They shot the cannons all in one spot. Right. Right, they would just have to, to go in the ground. I don't think they even want to. They just like fuck yeah, it, there's another treasure. Yeah. Listen, you can see ghosts, right? Yeah, I can see it with my eyes closed. Well great. Oh, well, let's go I'm find the other treasure. Well to see me some more three hours, oh. Oh, even these ghosts. He said, What did you stop for? It was this. It's that ghost. Yeah. All right. So again, Tony and the other guy there, they don't they got other plans, and they're going to get this kid involved. Okay. So that... eventually we got to move from this scene, Carl, to the scene where the boy discovers a treasure. Underneath the trees. Yep. Because they he were said, made with the... Uh, that fruit. The brazier fruit. Yeah, the brazier. The, the eggplant uh, fruit. The bon the big well, nut. He's the one what sees the ghost of Rasmus He's right now. Oh, I am right there. Right now. I'll give two scores. I mean, like, 
it's a classic young adult novel. Uh, and if you're looking for pirate books, it's always recommended. And... Always recommended. Yeah. You know, when they said like the unseen Peter Sellers classic, uh -huh. that's the wrong use of the word classic. Classic is something that was released once and it was so good that it has endured. It has had legs. It was a piece of gold. That's a classic. Hey, check it out. It's a piece of shit movie from Robin Williams that's off the shelf. No, it's a Lost Robin Williams classic. Yeah, but Lost Robin Williams film, not a classic. Because a classic, classic can't it's, be lost. It's the Lost family classic. Your whole family a, loved it. Look, 101 Your, Dalmatians was a family classic because we all saw it. Because our family saw it and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Let me see. I had some information about the actors. I mean, I talked about Tony and the two guards. I think I had one other person. I didn't look up anything from the kid. Uh-huh. No problem. You know? Yeah, kid children don't count. Oh, no. The other the other actor was just the guy on from the documentary saying he wasn't able to eat at the commissary. They wouldn't let him eat at the buffet. Even well, though he was... Well. He was a fucking... Dude, if you were one of the pirates and you were on yeah. the ship... Yeah, they, yeah. One of the one of the crew, like they set up a uh, a dolly shot. They built a uh, tracks four in the morning for a six o'clock shoot. And Peter Sellers at that point said, "I want to meet the crew." And he said, "You we got to rebel against the director." Sellers did. Yeah. Sellers and inspired them. No, the director said that he was just acting like one of the characters from his movie. It's all right, Jack. Like you pretending oh. to be like a worker or something like that. What a jerk. Yeah, in the book too, the captain like beats the shit out of the boy. I was I was following up on As long a week. lesson or something. I get oh. what you when you duck someone. Here we go. They found the ghost. Here it is, Carl the ghost. Right there in the midnight sun. Wait, no, midday. No, it's the noonday. Yeah, so this is not the midnight. It's a good ghost. Hey, my pirate friend. Also, this these these uh title cards. Yes. It must be because they didn't have anything. He must have just added them, you know. In editing, in post. Crazy. Here we go. I mean, julep. Wait a minute. When Rathahabit took his treasure map, he faded away. Must have been dipping his quill in uh, Jennifer juice. Jennifer juice. And Spencer said he was bitten Jennifer seeds just before he choked to death. I don't remember that in the beginning of the movie. Okay. Do you remember him spitting seeds out? No. Yeah. Now, if it's under the tree, how can you... I mean, it looks like the ground's undisturbed. Like No, there's there's more than meets the eye. Okay. Now, if 
Right. Look, so they've been sitting under this tree for fuck all, and now they're suddenly like, look, it's fake. Look, I found a, a fucking shovel. They find a shovel in the dirt. And also, this island's not that big. I mean... Okay, if they found a shovel in the dirt, is that unrealistic? It's probably realistic because it had been used to bury. He must have buried it. I don't understand. He killed the guy and he fell into the treasure. Like, so when they discover the treasure, are they going to find the skeleton? Is that what we were seeing? It was when he said, when will supper be ready? He fell onto the treasure. Oh, there's another funny joke in this movie where they go, uh, what's for dinner? The pirates are... uh, and the 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 other cook, the new cook says, "Beans, uh, bean salad." It was, uh, I don't know what it's bean, uh, bean stew. He goes, "I don't know what it's bean, but it ain't stew." <laughs> it's bean stew. Bean it's bean stew. stew. Oh well, what I is it now? It bean. Now it's stew. <laughs> I'm not. Right, like this family. Is this a family film? Like, I bring the kid to watch this film? Yeah, I guess so. Nothing really. 70s, yeah. Yeah. That is a very good question. They were just. What comes after 12? 13. No, 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 no. Don't say that to a pirate, Carl. Don't say the 13. That number is. Bad luck. Look, they just find pickaxes. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it is it a believable premise? Because I think so, but there? I also feel like wouldn't they remember that? Like he killed the guy over the buried treasure, and he forgets where it is. I get that, but yeah, like why? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, why did he forget? I mean, he did murder him right on the treasure. He didn't see that, or he's maybe just... there's multiple treasures. No. If any of these want any of these here rocks, you have my personal permission to take them. Right, they're just riffing outside. Yeah. It, yeah, the movie ran out of steam at this point. But we're still going to watch it, Carl. Stay yeah, me, we buddy. sure are. Uh, eight more minutes of this. Seven, seven and a half. A lot of times... You really want to watch a bad movie, but it's so hard, and it's so nice to have friends or somebody with you. The documentary was better. Yeah, is that what you're you're pitching our audience? Yeah, so we we're doing it. We're but making. I don't it. know, but this one is so bad. Maybe it's okay. What is he finding? Uh, I don't know. Oh, there's Roz. Uh-huh. Oh, I think he does a, a Hamlet joke. Mm-hmm. I knew him well. I knew him well. I knew him, Horatio. Yeah, you know what? I keep forgetting of that scene. That's like way at the end of Hamlet. Right? Like you got a castle, things are happening, then he goes to a fucking gravestone, a graveyard. Well, I think Shakespeare was trying to get us for ready for the suicide uh, contemplation a whiff of death as it were uh, but what do i know i don't think you know where the is you like that joke 
What was it? I don't he had a hook, and he waved his hook in his face, and then he removes the hook, and he has a wagging finger there. That's... Hey, it's 4 o'clock. Uh, this is Joan Rivard at uh, mutinyradio.fm at my radio show, Peace Drums Radio. So welcome back. Uh, I hope everybody had a nice 4th of July. <laughs> 